What up, what up, my friends? Welcome back to the Vibin' and Thrivin' podcast. I'm so excited. Y'all are in for a treat. One of my favorite humans is here with us today. Her name is Sarah Shu. Say hello there, Sarah. Hello, everybody. Hello, Parks' friends. I've heard so much about y'all. I'm sure y'all are listening. I know she has great friends. Um, and I did, I came to visit her at Baylor, um, a little bit before Thanksgiving break. And I was kind of sad I didn't get to meet, like I I met your roommates, um, one or two of them, but, um, yeah, you, she speaks very highly of her friends. So if you're listening, thank you for taking care of her because I miss her. (laughs) Yeah. Sarah here has a podcast as well. She just started it. She's starting it up just like me. It has an amazing title, in my opinion. Her podcast is OK Zoomer. I will be sure to link it in my description box below when I post it uh, here this coming Monday. So I ha- this is my first guest. I'm so excited. Um, you can kind of give a little detailed introduction about yourself in a minute. But I want to ask you first, what is your vibing and thriving so tell me one moment this week or couple weeks when you just feel like man I've been vibing and then give me one moment where you feel like you've been just thriving recently um for vibing I think um oh so this is our first week like back on campus in college which has been amazing it's been great um settling back into a routine um this week I started a new project like a personal project of mine that's not the podcast it's um I'm I don't know if you saw on TikTok but um the like DIY custom beer pong tables was like yes trending I'm like I don't know if I if I told you that I was doing this but I when I this day I got back to campus over the weekend I started making my own and um it's a very long process but it's really nice. Like, you know, we both like to paint. Um, it's very yeah. therapeutic. Um, and this is a huge, huge, huge project. Like I was painting on my floor for like seven hours a day. Wow. And it's, but it's great. My back hurts so bad <laughs> from sitting on the ground, but yeah. I was, I was vibing. I was like watching Netflix, listening to music, just like painting my little heart away. Um, so that was amazing. It's been great. I'm yeah. almost done with it. Thank God um I can't um, wait to see it (laughs) yes I will send you a picture and I want to sell them too so I'm gonna post on social media um and see if anyone wants a a custom pong table because they're cool um but my my thriving for the week is actually um I'm sure you saw this on my like snapchat story but I've Mm. been going to the gym in the mornings now because last semester I went in the afternoon um, and I didn't like that because it like cuts into my routine during the day, like work and school yeah. and stuff. And you know, like because of drill team, I'm very used to, I'm a morning person. So like I'm very used to waking up extremely early to go work out and dance. Um, so this week I've been going to the gym at 6 a.m. The session, cause it's an hour and a half session so they can sanitize mm-hmm. in between sessions. So I go yeah. from six to seven thirty in the mornings, which has been great actually. Cause I wake up at the same time as I did for morning practice all through high school. So it's like not foreign to me. And like I'm on a way better sleeping schedule because of it. So I feel great. I'm doing great. 
That's awesome. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds like a really good way to just, you know, work on you and make sure that you're healthy. And I've kind of been battling recently with this idea that, you know, I feel like sometimes people take self-care not too far, but they get too absorbed with it and it becomes just like super selfish all about them. But I do think that it is really important to remain healthy yourself so you can be there for other people. You know, mm-hmm. like if you start to break down, you're not going to be able to to help and support the people around you. So it's definitely a balance. And I think that's, that's important. I too have been getting up early and taking care of myself, going on runs. I actually get to like sit and do my devotion and drink my coffee and eat my breakfast. Love it. Yeah. You know, that is not me. <laughs> I know. I know, but it's great. I mean, it sounds very peaceful and very like put together, which is yeah. great. It's, it's awesome. So I actually, earlier today, Sarah and I recorded an episode for her podcast. And uh, during that, I was kind of thinking about, well, what can she and I talk about for mine? Mm -hmm. And the first thing that came to mind for me was Sarah and I are very similar and we have some similar experiences, but we also were raised very differently. So I think we have really, really cool perspectives to share with one another. And I also thought, you know, one of the ways we are similar is that we've kind of dealt with some things in our life that have been thrown at us unexpectedly. Um, the first thing I'm sure that everyone can relate to, of course, is especially in the U.S., the shutting down of the nation and the outbreak of COVID-19 uh, this time last year, around this time, a, little, a couple months from now, will be about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, I could talk about, oh, our senior year was strict from us. And of course, the great under us, theirs was, uh, their entire year was taken from them. Ours may have been swept out from under our feet, but they've they haven't had any normalcy. And mm-hmm. so I understand it's very hard for a lot of people right now, especially if they've lost loved ones and they're dealing with other things such as social injustice. And of course we have new cycling in of government and everything just seems kind of overwhelming. Um, and in that, that realm of unexpectedness, I feel like she and I can speak a lot to that. And I'm just going to share kind of a segue into that and start to ask Sarah about her experience in that realm. But earlier this week, when I showed up to school, our first day of class was Tuesday and I woke up super early because I wanted to go, I had to get a new ID because I lost mine because I'm an idiot. Good one. Yeah. Uh, Very typical. I had to go get a new ID from the office and I had to find where my first class was. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go pick up my books. So first thing that happened in the morning was I set my backpack on my straightener and burnt a hole in it. No. Yes. No. Yes. How hot was your straightening iron? Well, see, I think I just, I, I set it on there for too long and I like walked away and came back. I didn't realize it was even on there until I got back. So I was like, oh, cool. First day back. Having, it's like, it's like pre 8 a.m. I haven't done a dang thing yet. <laughs> and I, there's a hole in my brand new backpack that I've never used. I was like, dope. That's okay. Step outside, it's raining. Dope. That's fine. Uh, I walked to pick up my books, determined to have a good day. And I step in this huge puddle, like off the curb. Cause like, you know, where there's curb and there's street, there's clearly like a, like a drop down there. I'm not an yeah. idiot. I didn't just like miss the street. <laughs> what happened was I stepped where it looked like there was concrete because it was uh-huh. covered. It was like the water was so high that it was level with the curb and it, it was covered in leaves and dirt and sand and whatever. So I was like, this is clearly more grass, more sidewalk. 
and alas, it was not. So I had, I ruined my shoes. My sock was all gross. There was like dirt and leaves all the way up my leg, like, like up to my knee. Oh, definitely unexpected, definitely unfortunate and definitely characteristic of me. So, uh, (laughs) not the most pleasant start to my week, but I didn't let it ruin my day, you know, uh, yeah. Because I think you and I have changed a lot since uh, <laughs> high school, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But that was just kind of my first thing where I was like, "Yes, that is the unexpected is mm-hmm. exactly that." And I think that uh, you specifically can speak a lot to how those experiences have kind of shaped you and changed you, and you've learned to react better to them. So I'll I'll hand it over to you now if you can just kind of talk about what we had talked about you talking about. Yes. Okay. So um, again, my name is Sarah. Um, Obviously I'm the same age and grade as Parks here. Um, My plan all through like, I'd say like all through high school, my, I have an older sister and she just graduated from UT Austin. Um, Go Longhorns. Hook them. Horns down. (laughs) Whatever, whatever. Um, I've always been like a Longhorn because she was and like UT's always been the school that um, my parents definitely expected me to go to and like I also wanted to it wasn't just out of like pure pressure you know mm-hmm. um, and I mean if you know you know that like Texas or UT I call it Texas for short um, is a very competitive school and our high school was a very competitive high school. And to break that top 6% was very, very difficult. Um, I obviously did not achieve that. I'm currently a freshman at UT Arlington. I am here through the UT Austin CAP program. Um, If you know what that is, then you kind of know what I'm doing here. If not, I'll quickly recap. It's basically um, a program um, that UT has in place for Um, students who were not outright rejected from UT Austin but are given a chance to do a year at a UT sister school such as UT Arlington and um, then going into your next year so as a sophomore next year I have automatic admission into UT Austin as a sophomore Um, however with that is a um, contingency I guess is that I'm only auto admitted into their COLA school, um, College of Liberal Arts. And um, if I want another major, I have to apply. So I'm currently applying for the advertising major in their communication school at UT, but psychology in COLA is my backup. So either way, I will be attending UT Austin next year, which is very exciting for me. But um, I mean, as, as Parks prefaced this episode, um, that was a very unexpected turn that I had to take um, in my senior year. That was honestly like, because of Corona, obviously second semester high school wasn't typical. So while we were still in our blissful first semester of um, high school and everything was going as normal, um, that kind of, I wouldn't say it ruined my senior year or the time I had in senior year, but it definitely felt like it when I was in it. Um, yeah. And that was a huge, huge growing experience. I think for both of us. And if you've been to the college process, you know how um, emotionally draining that is um, to you know be rejected. 
and to not know like what your direction is ahead because college is a huge step yeah I definitely feel like and you did a good job explaining the cat program by the way uh just for I mean (laughs) non-Texans or at least people who haven't participated in that you know applied for that or had anybody Mm -hmm. go through that or had anybody explain it to them I thought that was a good (laughs) explanation thank you Uh, so yeah I mean I can remember when you had had gotten rejected and you you did seem very upset and I can't blame you I I know that I always admired you for kind of knowing where you wanted to go and what you wanted to do because I definitely had no idea I I only ever knew what I wanted to do in the sense that I knew I wanted to do music. There was nothing else I was going to do. Uh, I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I'm a music education major at Baylor University, Sikkim. And it's always what I have wanted, but <laughs> I'm sure Sarah can prove and just kind of reiterate, just agree with me. If you don't believe me, I was a disaster for for most of the spring semester we spent at school because I had no clue where I was going. I had all these music schools lined up where I was like, okay, I'm going to audition and I won't get into a couple and then I'll be down a few choices and it'll be a lot easier to make a decision. That wasn't the case. Uh, I... I was very, very fortunate to get into all the music schools I auditioned at, but it didn't help me any. I was just, I I couldn't make a decision. And the most shocking thing to me was that I would have never seen myself at Baylor. It was the very last audition I had and the last one I signed up for. Mm -hmm. I was basically only auditioning to just say, you know, why not? what the heck couldn't hurt anything mm-hmm. and and now I'm here so I just think there are a lot of ways when things that you don't see coming are really really amazing and I mean I'm sure that you've had great experiences at UTA and like made great friends you know definitely yeah so I just I think that's really cool I know I'm gonna speak for myself and Sarah and say that we are a lot different than high school already. And it's only been a little over a semester. Mm-hmm. I I used to hate change. I mean, despise it. I, I hated changes in my schedule, changes in, oh gosh, the people in my life. Cause I often did have people come in and out and that was just frustrating. Um, but now I'm kind of able to handle it a little better. And I think that it's because of the way our last spring semester ended and the way that we've all kind of had to adjust to what life has thrown us in the past several months. No, yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, like, I I definitely remember that around, I think it was like winter break when everything like kind of hit the fan for both of us. Um, And yeah, I remember talking with you about your college choices and I'm not going to lie, I, at first, I did not, it's not that I didn't want Parks to go to Baylor. It's more that I had my reservations about Baylor. I mean, ultimately, I always wanted you to do, you know, what was best for you, what was best decision um, when you look at it from a bigger picture, you know, like, because college, you have to think about, like, money and, like, location and program, obviously. Um, I, I, I obviously think that, I think we both agree that you made 
the best decision for you. I think Baylor's mm-hmm. um, Baylor was a great choice for you. Um, and yeah. I'm definitely um, happy that that's the conclusion that you came to. But yeah, I remember um, that winter was really, really rough for both of us. Um, I had, I actually, I've been, I've been rejected from UT twice, technically in one go around because I applied for an appeal and was rejected from that as well. And, you know, like I, I understand that like people get rejected from schools. Like that wasn't new news to me. Like I was expecting um, rejection from some of the schools I applied to, obviously. Um, and I knew that because I was an auto admit into UT Austin, I obviously like had a lower chance than other people. You know, it was kind of just up to chance at that point. Um, and I, I can't say that I expected to get in because of my resume and because of my grades and everything. Cause I knew that there were obviously applicants who had better grades than me, who um, I was going up against and yeah. maybe had a little bit better of a resume than I had. But, um, you know, like even today I can say I was very confident in the efforts I put in in high school to, to get into UT. You know, I don't regret like not studying that extra 10 minutes because I was putting a little bit more effort into my leadership position in drill team. You know, like it's all give and take. Um, but I think the reason why that rejection hit me so hard um, was because of the pressure I had from my surroundings to get into that school. It was like for my family, it was like the golden standard, you know, like my sister was an automatic admit into UT her first go around her senior year. And um, my parents didn't know very many of my friends, but they did know my very smart friends. And they did know a lot of um, the top 6% at my school, um, either like through, you know, like old friends or like family friends, whatever. And so the expectation was um, UT Austin you know, and when I didn't get in, I, I mean, I, I have my Snapchat memories that popped up on my uh, memories from a year ago. It was like me that night. I remember it so clearly. I know I looked at it. I'm like, Oh my God. Um, I, (laughs) I uh, remember that so clearly because it was like the last round of admissions. Like I didn't get any notifications like a month when all my friends were getting notifications. And I was like making dinner one night after school. And I, I don't know, I had this instinct to check for no reason. No one had, I mean, hadn't heard anything that night about anyone getting admitted, but I had this instinct. The second I checked, I got capped. And my mom wasn't home yet from work. And I went to Smith Park at the elementary school near me. Um, and it was, it was freezing cold. It was like January. Um, freezing freezing cold I didn't have a jacket and I was just like sitting there like bawling my eyes out because I didn't know where to go uh, I needed fresh air and that was a huge hit that I took that day yeah um and it took me a long time to recover from that a very long time like I was still crying about it like a month or two after um and it wasn't so much because I was still sad I, I was obviously so upset but it was more so because I because of my family, because of the expectation, I was still reminded every day of that failure. And to me, it was a failure that I hadn't gone in. And, um, you know, like I, again, like I knew I didn't have a hundred percent chance of getting in, but I didn't think I'd ever have to like think about like getting capped and what that meant for me. 
and yeah. doing a year at like UT Arlington's a commuter school. You know, my backup plan was like to go to UNT, which is, you know, a larger university than UT Arlington. Yeah. Um, and so even though I had calculated the chance for change, you know, in, um, in expectations, I still wasn't prepared for it because everything before then was um, planned more or less, even if like, I didn't know the result, it was still like planned. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, that was a yeah. huge, huge, huge change in my perspective of how, you know, like the weight that college holds and the weight of expectations, that's definitely something I had to um, alter in my mind after I went through that. Yeah, no, I completely remember trying to be there for you. And I know that you're definitely not the only one. And I mean, of course, you did mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. I, so I do appreciate you sharing that because I know there's a lot of people who probably can relate to that or mm-hmm. so like kids who are finding out right now or kids who found out about a month ago, whatever it may be. I, I definitely understand that that has to be difficult, but I want to address what you talked about it being a failure for you. Mm-hmm. It may have been a failure for you. You know, I don't think there's any yeah. shame in saying that, you know, I failed. My dad used to always tell me that a failure for you may not be a failure for somebody else and vice versa. So mm-hmm. never apologize for, for the times when you did fail and never make anyone else feel bad about their failures. Because the thing is you take those small steps in the right direction. And then that's, it's just, you're going to be 10 times better when you realize that, okay, you got down, but you got back up and you started heading toward, you know, your next success. Cause you're going to have most likely the ratio failure to success is probably going to be two to one. I mean, yeah, pretty hot uh, pretty there. And, and so I do appreciate you at least admitting that because I have come to understand there's nothing wrong with admitting when I failed. Mm-hmm. I cannot say that I would say that about two years ago, but I'm saying it now and that's what matters. And then I also just want to kind of close on this. You had said something about there being give and take. And mm-hmm. you know how you you gave some time to your leadership in, pers- in your leadership pers- position in dance, and you took time away from maybe studying ten minutes extra for A push, you know, right, right, AP US history. If y'all didn't <laughs> catch that, and you know, the same way that I would take from time with friends to give to practicing my horn, it just there's there are things that you have to decide about what's important to you in order to reach those goals. And I think that you and I, although we may not have had the same successes as our peers, I personally feel like I had a successful high high school experience because I learned so much and I made so many, I met so many great people and I made so many great friends. I mean, I still talk to you, Yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I really appreciate you saying those things. You may not have been saying them to be introspective, but I took them as having a lot of weight. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Thank you for being here. Thanks for being my guest. I always love talking to you and I hope people will enjoy listening to what you have to say. Um, Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, Do you want to, do you want to say my closing line? Are we going to say it together or am I? No, you you can go for it. (laughs) Okay. I feel so honored. Okay. Um, Be a friend to someone today. Catch you on the flip side. Woohoo! Bye!